Well, we've all experienced losses in our lives. Losing a loved one is one of the most difficult things to cope with and recover from. Today, we'll explore what it's like to experience the loss of a child from one who's lived through it. This is the podcast series from Deaconess the Women's Hospital, a place for all your life. I'm Deborah Howell, and our guest today is Todd Schimmel, a father and husband. Welcome, Todd. So nice to have you with us. Thank you. I was happy to be here. So can you tell us a little bit about your family and about Theo's short life? Yes. My wife and I have four beautiful children, uh, one, one rainbow baby. And in 2017, we were pregnant with our fourth child. And when we went to find out the, the sex, we found out that the fluid was low and there may be some issues. So what was supposed to be a really exciting, really happy moment turned very concerning, very troubling. And then mm-hmm. later we found out that Theo had what's called Potter syndrome, so his kidneys didn't develop. And from there, we prayed as a family, a lot of tears, um, but we decided that we wanted to still give him any chance he had. So my wife bravely carried him all the way to term, and then mm-hmm. we got 45 amazing minutes with him. That's just, I mean, the heart is full just hearing that. And how do you continue to honor and remember Theo? We like to celebrate his birthday every year. He just celebrated his third birthday. We get cake, we get balloons, and then each kid gets a balloon and they get to send it up to heaven to Theo. I can't think of anything more gorgeous. You know, so many times relationships are shattered with the loss of a child. How have you and Kirsten grown closer during this most difficult time? We were told there was gonna be a lot of difficulty and a lot of stress on the marriage, but going through something like that and watching Kirsten's fight and fight to give me time because she's she has Theo growing inside of her so she gets to experience all this time with him and her giving me those 45 minutes and just watching her grow too there was no other choice but then to grow together not grow apart that's just so touching so you're in a position to give some advice what advice do you have for the friends and family who are trying to be supportive to a couple who've experienced the loss of a baby or even just a pregnancy There's absolutely nothing that can be said to take the pain away. And understanding that, just be there. Every message that we got, I appreciated every single one of them. Someone's there ready when we're ready. Any advice, even someone who's gone through it, it still didn't help. Just them being there is what helped. So Todd, let me ask you this. Is it normal not to want to be around family and friends that have children and babies? That was something that was difficult for my wife. It wasn't necessarily difficult for me, but she struggled with that for quite some time. And also not wanting to be around family just in general. I had to keep letting her mom know, letting my parents know that she's okay. She was okay at home. She was okay talking to me, talking to the kids, but she did not want anything to do with kind of the outside world for several months. And you know, only I knew that everything was going to be okay. She was going through her journey through all this. So I guess it just depends on the person, to be honest. Yeah. And I think that women and men sometimes grieve differently. Is that correct? Again, I I can only speak from experience. I know with what we went through, I closed off. And it took me maybe about a year to really grieve properly. And I feel like even now, four years later, I'm just now starting to kind of get back to me as far as what my normal emotions would have been prior to this. Kirsten felt it right away. And then maybe I felt like I had to be strong, so I kind of, I guess, put on the brave face and did the best I could. Probably did a little more damage to myself not speaking to someone right away and holding it all in. 
Yeah. There's a new phrase going around, it's okay to not be okay. What do you react to that? I am 100% on board with that. I'm in law enforcement. I'm a sheriff's deputy, and I'm a big advocate for mental health. I write poetry about mental health. I talk to kids about this all the time, and I want to kick that stigma as well. I talk to people. I'm on medication. These are things that I need right now because I may always be recovering, and, and that's okay. Yeah. So did you start writing after the loss of Theo? I have always loved writing, and I always thought, for me, I always would attempt the great American novel, and I'd get like maybe 18 to 20 pages in, and then <laughs> kind of lose interest. Kind of realized like I'm more of a poet, short story, children's stories, mm-hmm. but I really didn't want to do it you know, seriously like I am now. And I was driving in my police car, and a poem came across my mind that me and my dad worked on together maybe 10 years even prior. I ended up finishing that story, and I kind of got the itch or the bug to try to actually really pursue this. For me, I think that's all because of Theo's life. Those 45 minutes were so impactful. They were everything to me. They changed my life, changed Mm -hmm. my perspective, and changed me as a human being. And I know that I need to go after what I want. I need to chase dreams. I know life's short. Life's precious. And it, it was just time to actually pursue this and go for it. And I think I got the courage from my son. I know I did. I got the courage from my son. And are these books available or are they just private for you? They are available. They're all available on Amazon. I just finished my sixth book and uh, it's called Smile and Soul. And I'm in love with it, but I guess <laughs> I'm the author. So I've also illustrated this book as well. It has a very Shel Silverstein vibe to what I do. A lot of positive writing, a lot of silly. But my message in almost all my work, I write to teens, I write to adults, I write to small children and you know of all ages family of all ages you know the main theme for me is positivity and empathy that's my favorite word yeah so in your mind is there a time frame for healing from a loss and also how does someone know when it's time to seek professional help i would say there's no time frame on that and if you try to put a time frame on yourself you're you're probably going to add more stress to yourself as well for me knowing it was time to get professional help is i knew I, i wasn't me i wasn't feeling right i've always got a smile on my face i'm always laughing i'm always joking and that just wasn't there. There was also, I guess I call it like a void. There was a feeling that I didn't want to feel. And I knew, I knew that was wrong. And I, yeah. you know, I love life. I love my family. I, I, that feeling just wasn't who I am. So knowing that, I knew I needed to get some help. On top of a huge loss, we now have added a pandemic into the mix. And how has COVID added to grief and impacted families who've lost a baby or pregnancy? Not having the support system around and dealing with uncertainty only adds to the stress. I know my mental health, which I've worked on you know, a lot, went down a lot over this last year or two. I, I think just now, over the last couple of weeks, I'm starting to feel better because I'm getting the right amount of sleep, I'm taking the right vitamins, I'm talking to people, we've adjusted medication. So I, I, can, I can't imagine the stress that people are going through whether they're going through this and a pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. So if you had something to say to Theo right now that he could hear, what would you say? Oh, he can hear everything. I talk to him daily. He's my last thought. Mm -hmm. I could not bear the thought of burying him. My wife as well. So we had him cremated. I had some of his ashes put in a ring. I sleep with that ring every single night. And one of the last things I say before I go to bed is, you know, thank you for sticking around. Thank you for watching over me and let's go change the world. I love it. He's he's my best friend and, and he always will be. Unbelievable. Anything else you'd like to add, Todd, before we let you get back to your your husbandly duties and your your fatherly duties? All my books are available on Amazon, but I also have a website, authortodd.com, and I know my web guy would be so upset if I didn't. That's authortodd.com. Yes.
And then the main thing that helped me through this whole thing was seeing the good in the people around me, seeing the support for my wife, seeing the support for me. So taking a really horrible situation, the worst months of our lives, Mm -hmm. and choosing to see good, choosing to see people loving us, trying to take care of us, trying to make us feel better. For me, that was the only way to take this battle on was to look at it that from that perspective, to try to see there was times when I cursed God as anyone else would. I feel horrible about it now, but I know He knows. But that choosing to see where God has placed the good in my life is what helped me and my wife get through this and not focusing on the, the bad things that were happening. His life was 45 minutes. His life was impactful. It changed my life. It's changed a lot of people's lives in our community because we like to share our story because it's one we're sharing. The doctor said that when he was born, Dr. Ramsey said, you know, I, I think he's passed. So my wife did this incredible battle, and we weren't going to get those moments with him. And then she laid Theo on Kirsten's chest, and then they checked for a pulse, and then Theo shrugged off the doctor, and it was the coolest <laughs> moment. Oh, wow. I said, he's here. Here we go. So we took those 45 minutes, and yeah. they were everything. They said he would struggle, or there was a chance he would struggle. He might look because it's his lungs weren't developed and that was what eventually was going to lead to his death. But he took a little breath, you know, every 90 seconds or so. He didn't have a struggle on his face. It was, it was amazing. Absolutely amazing. Also too, I have to share this too. Right when we knew that he had passed, I looked at my wife and said, okay, he's gone. Yeah. It was just me and her in the room. The lights went down, the lights went back up which I thought was so cool. And it was just me and her. And like things like that happen and you're by yourself and you shrug them off and you're like, oh, it's this or that. But Mm -hmm. that happened. That was a moment that her and I shared. And I feel like that was just a little wink uh, for Theo saying I'm okay. Wow. Well, I'm supposed to be the big, strong radio host here and podcast host, but uh, you, you really got to me, Todd. And your bravery is just outstanding, as is your wife's. I will let you get back to Kirsten and your other little ones. And just thank you for sharing your story with us and taking us inside your world. It was so touching and so inspiring. Well, thank you very much. Any chance I get to talk about Theo, I'm, I'm going to be there. So thank you so right. much. And that wraps up this episode of the podcast series from Deaconess, the Women's Hospital, a place for all your life. To schedule an appointment, please head on over to deaconess.com TWH for more information and to get connected with one of our providers. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast and all the other Deaconess Women's Hospital podcasts. And for more health tips and updates, follow us on your social channels. I'm Deborah Howell. Thanks for listening and have yourself a great day.